More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Going Green. I'm really excited to talk to our guest today. He's Zooming in with us from Portland, Oregon, beautiful place, and he's doing some really amazing stuff in an industry that we haven't really talked too much about on Going Green, but we've been kind of behind the scenes talking about wanting to focus on this more, which is the real estate industry. And Neil is doing some really cool things with his company, Latitude. He's the president uh, of Latitude, Neil Collins. Thank you so much for being here today. Dylan, thank you. This is a pleasure. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. You're doing some really cool stuff. Um, so just to kind of give a little bit of background and context, let everyone know what Latitude is um, for those who aren't familiar with it. Yeah, Latitude, what it is, is we practice what we call regenerative real estate. And for us, it's really trying to help people create the environments in which they can thrive. And so for us to really figure out what it is, it's helpful to talk about what, uh, what real estate is. I mean, it, we live in houses within cities and we think that they're static and we think that this is, this is as good as it gets. And so we were building what, what was a conventional real estate company and we had 20 agents in our in our company and we managed hundreds of homes and some commercial buildings here in Portland, Oregon. And we just found that it was such a frustrating way to go about how we live our lives if we're talking about building up to our genetic potential where you would get a real estate agent and they would say, how many beds and baths do you want? And what's your price range? Rather than, hey, what's what's the best of what you need in your life? When you've been at your best, what are those elements? And what's the best thing now? And so let's imagine for what can be. And so we started to really take some of the, an appreciative inquiry approach to working with our clients. And then we just mashed in sustainability and we realized that we have such an amazing lever in a, an industry that has been known for quite transactional real estate that we're now starting to do such cool projects. Our clients are just, uh, are really forward thinking. And so we're, we're really looking roof to soil at what we can do with properties. That's awesome. And I'm just going to throw some stats out there about the real estate industry and why I think what you're doing is really amazing. So 90% um, of millionaires are made from either investing or owning real estate. So basically if you're want to get to that next level of being successful, successful, rich, Real estate is a big investment. Um, it's obviously a huge, massive industry. It's always changing and being disrupted. Um, two, it's a huge part of our lives. We're all living in homes, and you know, it's not, some some people look at it as a home. Other people look at it as more of an investment and asset. But either way, it's you know a huge part of our day to day lives. Combining that with these new technologies to make homes and buildings more environmentally friendly, more sustainable through the materials that they're built out of, the technology that's built into them. It's kind of like this perfect storm of all these different things coming together. And at Going Green, we have a lot of focus on, you know, how to sort of be successful with whatever that means to you while also giving back to the environment. And um, a lot of people, you know, success means 
having a lot of money, building a successful business, whatever that is. So seeing that combination of sustainability and real estate perfectly mixed in together is, is really cool to see someone kind of taking that initiative and push. Um, how, how did you get into this whole space in the first place? That's a, a long story that I'm going to make short, which was I, I came from the academic and nonprofit background where I was, I was working with my partner in India and the Maldives uh, doing climate change adaptation work with the UN system. And just what an incredible passion and mission driven filled life. But I was fresh out of graduate school and we had two graduate schools loads of worth of debt. And we had to figure out, well, how are we making ends meet? And I talked to my boss and he was like, you know, you should really get a PhD. And so blindly just following the advice of this is how I make my way up the corporate ladder. I was driving out to California to where, to where you are, but down to Santa Barbara to get a degree. And I ended up stopping off in Portland and we met a lady that wanted to sell her property. She couldn't sell. She told me that she, she couldn't receive a big lump sum of cash if she sold her house uh, or else she'd get kicked off her Medicare benefits. And she wanted to get a monthly payment for 30 years. She was 60 and she wanted to receive income until she was 90. And that's whenever my brain just kind of exploded. You know, you're like, wait, what? Like, I don't have to go to a bank and borrow money and all this stuff. And so that's really where, where I started to realize, hey, you know what? There, there might be more people out there like that that instead of me having to go to a bank, I can just pay them monthly. And so we came at it from the investment route and we started buying small multifamily apartments and doing kind of the, the bare minimum whenever we're thinking about sustainability of like, hey, should we get new windows? Should we put in some insulation? Let's start thinking about healthy, non-toxic materials. And it really took off. It we, we started managing other people's properties in the area. So it went from our eight units up to 50 to 150 to over 200. And then we started gaining real estate agents that were really interested in what we were doing. And we were getting uh, featured on the real estate sites like Bigger Pockets and Joe Fairless and all these like really big name shows. And so it was, it was quite cool to see how we could, we could start building a company. And after six years, I just, it got to a point where from the outside, looking in everything was great but our only metric of success was a financial metric and i realized that i had deviated so far from the sustainable development path that i was on and i really wanted to start infusing in our development projects more sustainability and so we started to conceive okay what does this look like are we going to build modular are we going to build with uh, non-toxic materials or forest certified sustainable wood are we going to put solar panels in the roofs? And, and that's whenever we started to, to realize that, hey, we need to actually undo what we've built. And so we, we literally burned the barn down and to see the moon. And I'm so glad that we did because what came out of it was just, let's, let's actually work with people so that they can, they can go out and they can find healthy homes. Because in our research for our own developments, we started to realize that what we built our, our houses out of is actually quite toxic and it's actually quite inefficient and it's really setting us back. And I, I really like to work with people and tell them, you know, from 
the indoor air quality from the off-gassing from the carpets and the formaldehyde that is literally in everything that stays in the property for years and years and years to your lead paint that causes neurological disorders and, um, and all these really crazy toxic stuff that we don't think about down to, hey, we're exploding mountaintops and drilling for oil, yet we're ignoring the, the sunshine that hits our roofs. And whenever we turn on our taps, fresh water comes out, but by the time it hits the basin of the sink, we consider it sewage and it's gone and it needs to get off our site. But we're ignoring the rain that's coming on site. So we started to realize that sustainability was really about asking the question, well, how do we do less bad? How do we recycle? How do we use less toxic materials? How do we capture some of the energy on site? And we really started to flip the script to say, what does good look like? And if our homes are our sanctuaries, how do we use those to thrive? And so it, it really started to, to come about of, hey, we're going we're gonna to move into the space of, there's no other real estate agent in the country that's talking about this. And so we started to build that platform and doing much more consulting work with people. And then it's, it's moved into our development work. And now we're starting to have people from Hawaii to Mexico to New York that are like, I love what you're doing and I want to get on board because I think there's so much potential to harness regenerative real estate. And so that's where we are now. We are now. That's so cool. And it's, it's interesting hearing sort of that path that you took of like just on a road trip and sort of this opportunity hits you and you're like, let's, let's make this happen. And then it grows from there kind of naturally. And honestly, you know, it does, you have to have revenue to build a business, right? Like it's great. It's one thing going into it saying, we want to build a sustainable business. It's another thing having revenue and then sort of taking that and reinvesting it and sort of pivoting your path. So I think that's cool how you did that because I'm sure you easily could have just been like, we'll just keep doing this and collect a paycheck and run the business. And it's great. So not a lot of people, I think, really do put the, the pause on things and look at what they can do to sort of reinvest that and change and give back. Um, so I think that's really admirable for you to do that. And honestly, what's cool about that is it's actually helped you probably build the business even more in the long run. Uh, you know, just in general, you know, being in the real estate industry, you have to constantly be marketing and branding and setting yourself apart. And not that I think that the sustainable side is, you know, sort of a marketing ploy but it does set you apart and that's great. So if you can set yourself apart and do good and run a business, again, it's all these great things coming together. Um, what's like the day to day for you guys when it comes to sort of looking at a home or a house or a building and figuring out what you can do to make it better? Like do you find a property that's being listed and you go in and renovate it a little bit or do you recommend, make recommendations or is it a combination? Like how do you guys sort of go about that route of things? Yeah, we really look at our three buckets of, of sales, consulting, and development work. And so a typical sales process, we might, we might have a seller come to us and be like, hey, I've got a really unique property. It's, I've done so much with the landscaping and we've insulated the walls to where they're a, thick, uh, a foot thick and they've got cellulose in there and I, just, I don't even need to turn on my heater in the winter. And so we come in and we use storytelling techniques and just a stunning multimedia to help list these properties so that it can really go not i'm not looking at the mass market to sell these properties to i'm i'm thinking of who is the one person that is going to really value this place 
And they're not going to see it for the bedrooms and the bathrooms and the square footage, but they're going to see it for the life that they could lead there. And I, I think that we really need to, to flip the script that we're not so much real estate agents, but we're change agents and we're storytellers. And, and then on the buying side, you know, I would, we worked with so many people that have these amazing values. They're like, Hey, we bought our house and now we're so excited. We want to put solar panels on our roofs and we'll give them our solar contractors and they'll get bids and they're like, well, this is great, but I just spent all my money on the down payment and I don't have the $10,000 to, to install the solar. It's like, man, I really wish we would have covered this whenever we are in escrow so that we could figure out the 30 year long-term fully amortized financing so that it's going to cost you $15 a month instead of 10,000. And so we realized that we actually had a lot of leverage there. And so that's, that's more of the day to day on, on our residential sales up to we're working with uh, larger landowners that they either want to go out and they want to acquire more. Uh, and so there's permaculture folks that are, that are some pretty big names that they're looking at. How do we go out and create change at scale? How do we buy big acreage and how do we attract investment dollars and how do we communicate that with, with our potential financiers? And so that's our job is we, we work with them. We develop the love language. We really put on the bells and whistles from an investment standpoint of how do you structure a general partnership and a limited partnership? Like how do you answer investors questions of how much money do they have? When are they going to get it back? And what's the return going to be? Like their job is to figure out the programming and how they can really maximize a property like that. And, and then we're always scouting for properties and we're always looking for property owners that they want to make sure that they can continue their legacy. And, and oftentimes that's us coming in and not doing so many renovations anymore. That's been historically in our past, but really saying, you know what, we want to build sustainable net zero energy homes that are community oriented, that are ecologically landscaped. And that's kind of our template that we can, we can now start replicating. Yeah, that's, that's great. What are um, like some, some things that you're implementing into this? Like, I know you mentioned solar. I know you mentioned like the water systems um, and there's so many different things nowadays available for your home. Um, like what are some basic tips that you could recommend a homeowner to do to make their home a little bit more sustainable? So this is going to go in a different route than, than the technology driven side. Like one of the things that I've seen come out of the sustainability field in real estate is that you've got this, this technology and internet of all things approach where they're hooking up every single smart technology to your house. And it's from thermostats to the refrigerators, to the blinds on the windows, like you name it, that's what they're going for. And I would really caution people that some of it is great. You know, it's, it's really cool to integrate technology into our lives, but uh, what marketing has done is it's, it's made the, the caution flag of, Hey, what's the implications towards our health whenever we've got Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and 5g uh, EMFs going throughout our house. And, I'm not going to tell you like, hey, coronavirus is caused by the 5, 5G, uh, but I will say that all of this technology does interrupt our sleep patterns. And so it's like, you know, 
why don't you be mindful of turning off your your smart gadgets at night so that you can sleep better because that's going to make you feel so much better the next day like that's the rejuvenating part of our lives uh and i also think that people they should look at you know how do you finance some of these things in your life you know if you want solar panels how do you do that instead of having to pay a lot of cash for it and really i think the what's come out of the pandemic the the growing trend there is that people are home and they want to they want to put their hands in the dirt and i think people are collectively realizing like that is a very grounding experience whenever you have your own home and your own garden that you can cultivate. And it's, it's from like getting your hands dirty to actually having some self-reliance that you can grow something. And so I think that's a, that's a small step from apartment dwellers that they can grow something on their balconies uh, to, Hey, we ripped out all our grass and we went full ecological landscaping and it's amazing. Yeah, you bring up a good point, actually, because I love to see some sort of statistics where it says, you know, obviously the Internet of Things is happening. It's inevitable where all of our, you know, our gadgets are all connected and they're feeding us this data and this information. Um, so what is more sustainable, a, a modern house with every gadget ever that's tracking everything? But like you said, it's there's pros and cons to that versus, you know, let's say a cabin in the woods that has a single light switch that turns on and off you know it's it it is interesting to think about that and sort of see the difference um and speaking of gardening we've had two amazing guests on the show in the past three or four episodes nicole burke who's just an absolute beast um if you haven't heard of her you should check her out she's amazing she's doing huge things combining like gardening and technology it's super cool um and then we just had kimball musk's president uh, of Big Green on the show last episode. Um, and they're teaching kids how to like garden and the health side of things. Um, so it is really cool. I, I do think like I'm not a gardener at all myself. I, I just was never found interest in it. And I also live like in a apartment, so it's hard, but that's definitely something I'm seeing is like a big kind of trending talking point right now. And the more I learn about it just by talking to, you know, people in the space, the more I'm seeing sort of the benefits. So that's something I might have to implement into, you know, my, my own personal uh, real estate experience here. Where do you kind of see um, the real estate industry as a whole going when it comes to being more sustainable? I mean, there's obviously a more and more mainstream push to be just environmentally friendly, especially, you know, when it comes to solar the cost is going down dramatically, which makes it, you know, more cost effective to be able to put it on your home. Um, the technology is getting more and more available. And again, not to go back to the technology side of things, but just in general, where do you see um, the real estate industry as a whole moving when it comes to that direction? I, I, I love that question because what a lot of people that aren't exposed to real estate don't understand is that a lot of cities, they put out a pretty ambitious energy goal where they're like, hey, we're going to be at our 1990 levels by 2030. So if you're going to state something ambitious like that, it doesn't just miraculously happen overnight. And so what they end up doing is they end up changing code to say, okay, every three years, we're going to get a little bit stricter. So you've got to insulate more. You've got to include uh, these kind of materials or, you know, so they're coming at it from a regulatory environment that builders are going to have to start adapting to. 
And so we're starting to see more of that and we're starting to see more sustainable certifications. Uh, people are, are pretty familiar with LEED and that program, uh, but there's also things like the Living Building Challenge that's really picking up a lot of momentum. And that is, I, you know, it's, it's the holy grail of green certifications. It's the most rigorous. People are now saying, hey, how do we produce more energy than we consume? Or, or harness more energy than we're consuming, and how do we, how do we integrate in our gray water systems and our black water systems? And if they're in an urban context, how do we bring in urban agriculture? And and so they're really making a big push for, you know, if you're going to create the world's most rigorous green building standard, it's all about materials. Like that is the hardest thing. And so we're starting to see more and more manufacturers come out and say, okay, we're going to figure out what our externalities are. You know, what's the impact of where we're getting our materials and where are they going? And, and I just think it's really inspiring to see people like that, that are they're starting to think more cradle to cradle. Like we, we want to conceive of this thing and then we want it to go into the next thing and not just we're chopping something down or we're mining something and then it's going to go into a landfill after that. Uh, so I see a big business push that's meeting some of these uh, social social aspirations, you know, people wanting to live more sustainably, as well as, okay, we're going to rise to the challenge of, of government regulations. And, and let's not forget, I mean, we, we do have climate change, and I don't care what aisle of the political spectrum on, that you're on, like, we've got, we've got this end where it's the consumer-driven end, but we've got this end that's like the climate and biological and that's kind of squishing it so i think that there's a bright future and as long as we're not just greenwashing every single effort that we're doing real estate's going to look really cool in the future yeah that's awesome um it's funny you say that because like the whole kind of point of going green is to not take any political side and just sort of hear the facts and one thing i've learned by hosting the show and just talking to people is no matter where you lean politically, if you can like make money or you can save money by doing something, then it gets people's ears perked up. Especially, you know, when you hear about, let's say, investing in a solar roof, if it saves you money in the long run, then does it matter, you know, where you lean or what your beliefs are? Um, you know, that's, that's what I think is really cool and can kind of help transcend those initial differences. Um, and you're right, I know, for example, in California, I think last year they signed a bill where moving forward, every new building has to have solar panels on it. Um, and, and again, like you said, it's, it's all about creating these systems that are make the entire process more efficient. So if we have more solar panels, um, we're able to charge our electric vehicles, you know, and it just starts transcending all of these different industries and bringing it all together to just make, you know, essentially a more sustainable neighborhood or city that we live in. I've got to talk, I've got to hit that vein. Like you just brought up an amazing point of whenever we were working with apartment building owners, I know exactly what they're looking for because we own apartment buildings and it's like, you're looking at cash flow and you're looking at the value of your building. And so let me put forth of, of an opportunity of what could be because value and cash flow is a function of how do you get a solid rent roll? And so if you want to increase rents, you're going to have to be competitive against the other competing apartment buildings out there. So if you go down and say, hey, 
especially if you've got an older building and you can't compete with the new stuff. And it's like, well, let's look at how do you put solar panels on? How do you have a community garden? How do you really market that this is a healthy home that somebody can live in? And, and how do they get involved? So you can, you can stay quite competitive with your rent roll as well as, hey, how do you decrease expenses? So increase rent, decrease expenses. And you can do that going down the sustainability route. And they're like, yeah, that's all good and all, but I don't know. And then I start telling them about the biggest cost, the hidden cost that people do not factor into real estate. It's vacancy and turnover. So if you've, if, if you've got tenants that are moving every 12 months and you've got the apartment sitting for a month, that's going to kill your return. And I, I'm showing them these sustainable communities and these apartment buildings that have adopted this approach and they've got 300 person waiting lists. And that's whenever there's like, wait, what? Like, how, <laughs> how, do I, how do I get started? And I'm like, great, you know, this is how we get started in doing that. And I think that's the, the business case for this is, hey, you need to set yourself apart. You need to lower your expenses and you need to make sure that you've always got people that are banging down your door to come live in your buildings. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that people find value in that. And, and it does set you apart. If I'm apartment hunting, and there's one apartment that's just, you know, your standard thing. And it's, there's the exact same apartment, same cost, but it, you know, they work hard to be more environmentally friendly. Chances are I'll, I'll choose that one just because it's, you know, a value that I have. And there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. So um, that's great, great advice too, for sort of the, the renters or excuse me, the landlords out there and the investors. Um, Neil, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it. I want to, you know, just keep chatting and following your journey. would love to have you on the show again. Um, for those of you listening, be sure to check out Latitude. They're doing awesome stuff. Start investing in real estate. Just do your research. Like I said before, you know, there's so many ways to, you know, dive into it and, and make money off of it and get passive income and, you know, build your portfolio and build your assets. Um, it's, it's a good thing to get into. And chances are, if you're listening or watching, probably already a little bit knowledgeable about that. But now what you can do is take that information and apply a little bit of a sustainable twist to it. So check out Neil, reach out. Um, where can people contact you if they have any questions? I think the best way is go to our website. It's chooselatitude.com. Uh, a lot of people are on Instagram these days, which is super cool. And so you can look at latitude.realty uh, and just and connect with us. You know, if you type in our name, we're going to pop up on the internet and I'm just, I'm excited to see this take off from what the Pacific Northwest to, to across the country. And it's, it's really exciting for people that they've got these values and now they, they have a path where they can live them. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and, and thanks for kind of being at the forefront of that and, and pushing that and not just collecting a commission check, but also, you know, taking, um, taking into consideration what you can do to, to make the house a little bit better help people get into the homes that they want and, you know, help the environment at the same time and still collect that commission check. So there we go. It's win-win all around. That's right. uh, yeah. Thanks again, Neil. And thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode. We always appreciate it. Um, tune in, you know, we, we release a new episode every couple of days with leaders in the clean tech, the sustainable space. So again, we appreciate your support for the show. 
it's been really exciting um, just watching it grow, watching the, the website grow, the social media channels. So again, thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Going Green.